Hey friends, Andy Jenkins here with the Tribe Talk Podcast. I'm at Transformation Ministries where we do three things. And, and really, I believe the team does them really well. Number one, individual and family counseling, specifically for people that are in crisis. Number two, the Transformation School of Ministry, which equips you with Inner Healing and the Hebraic Institute and the New Discipleship Courses in order to really encourage, equip, and empower you to go back into the ministry at your local church or the marketplace and serve there really well. And the third area is the area of uh, issue-focused prayer ministry. I've got Jeff Dulce, Dr. Jeff Dulce, back here. Now, now some of you know, um, because a lot of you have heard me talk about my story before, that years ago I went in and met a guy that gave me a psych eval. I, I thought some things might be wrong with me, and it happened to be that it was this guy. I uh, never thought I would run into him again until, oh, you know, lo and behold, now he's on staff at Transformation Ministries. And I, I, I want to kind of set him up with, with this question. So years ago, I'm in his office, and he, he didn't find something that would be diagnosable, uh, you know, in me. It, it wasn't that I didn't need help. And wouldn't benefit from help, but but he actually explained it like this. He said, "All right, imagine you've got a scale of you. you if you held your hands up in the air and you said so like a scale of one to ten, and so you've got to be from one to ten, and a ten means you're diagnosable. And just imagine, you know, that one would be not diagnosable at all. Like it'd be perfect. Well, if if you're a six or a seven, meaning you've got something going on and you're not diagnosable." Do you mean that would not mean that you wouldn't benefit from some help? And you actually use the analogy like a physical health. You said you wouldn't. I think you use the analogy of, of lungs. And like you wouldn't go, well, my lungs are 60%, 70% working. That's good enough. Or my arm is only fractured. It's like half working. It's half together. That's good enough. So like when it comes to the area of emotional health, like you wouldn't just go, oh, okay, I'm 50% good. I'm 70% good. You really looked at it at the scale when you were explaining it to me and said, hey, it's not about, you know, are you, it's not like being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. When it comes to emotional um, and even your belief systems, it's not just a yes or a no. It's like, hey, there's probably some room for health and growth in all of us. And the way you phrased it was so freeing because all of a sudden I thought, okay, some of this isn't just about what's wrong with me. It's about what, what areas could I actually be better and be healthier and be more whole and walk in the purpose for which God has designed me. Is that, does that make sense? Absolutely. Correct it, fix it. Absolutely. Tweak uh, it. And, and, and part of that is the, is the nature of the medical system and our healthcare system and how, how it functions and, and what locks you into certain things. Uh, uh, I'm very... I feel very honored and privileged to be able to be doing pastoral counseling here now because it, it embodies things in, in a, a much healthier way in terms of, of uh, being able to address everything that needs to be addressed. But in, in the healthcare system, everything's driven, everything's driven by diagnosis and, and codes and, um, and those by definition are black, white, either or. And, and the reality about people, there's, you, I'll go to the health, you, you've mentioned health, uh, and health illustration is, you can be physically sick, 
which means if, if you think of uh, illness, whatever the illness is, you've got it. And when you get rid of that, all the physical symptoms, and the physical symptoms go away, that really doesn't make you healthy. It just gets you to neutral. It gets rid of a problem. Which means I don't have that issue. Yeah, you don't have that, that problem, right? But when you think about somebody in good health, you think of somebody that's above the mean. They're, they're robust. They're, they're physically fit. They're aerobically fit. They have energy. And it's not just an absence of negative, but it's an abundance of positive. Right. That makes complete right. sense physically. And, and, and so um, when, you, when you look at people, uh, we're, we're mind, body, and spirit, right? And so, I mean, soul, we're, we're body, soul, and spirit, and spirit being our emotions and our thoughts and our will. But we, we, get, we get caught up in areas where there are problems that need fixing sometimes, and you may not fall with enough of those symptoms, like you said, you may have not diagnosable. Right. So, you, in the medical system, you may require ten ten symptoms to make the diagnosis, but you've only got four of them. Well, does that mean there's? <laughs> you just go. Well, I've only got four. I'm, I'm fine. So, yeah. So, does that mean you don't address it? But even, but even in even if that's the case, you know, the inner healing is is not about just resolving problems. It's about opening the door to to what God has for you. The just unfathomable riches in his storehouse, in terms of things that are so much more in abundance and above just getting free of a problem, right? Well, Jesus so, said he didn't come to just he, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Exactly. He didn't come just to kind of neutralize that. He came that you would have life more in, abundantly. In abundance. So exactly. I interrupted you. Go. No, ahead. no, exactly. That, that's the exact point. In, in that, so so you. So there, sometimes there are things that are limiting you that need to be cleaned up or corrected or, or dealt with. Uh, but, but it also is, is adding, adding to that, right? So you, you want to say, uh, my marriage is, is good because there's just, you know, we don't fight or there's not any kind of conflict or any kind of problem that you can identify. Or do you want to have a marriage that's full of, of love, affection, trust, uh, intimacy. I mean, those are all positive things, right? They're not just absence of the negative. Correct. You have, you have to build those things in. And so, um, I don't know if I'm answering the question. No, it does, but, because but, so often we think of counseling and we think of what you do just kind of as your profession. Mm -hmm. We think, oh, well, that's where, that's where I'm going to go to somebody if I've got something wrong with me. But we don't think of physical trainers just like that. Sure, I might go to a physical coach if I need to lose weight. I might go to a physical coach if I need rehab on my knee, my elbow, whatever, or, you know, or I've run too much and broke down my Achilles tendon. But I also go hire a coach if I'm wanting to run a 50K or if I'm wanting to just get even stronger or in even better physical condition. So physical coaches aren't just about what's wrong with you. They, they could be. But they're also about what's right with you and enhancing that, taking it to the next level. So my guess is, like, counselors aren't just about what's wrong with you. They might be. I met you and I had a lot of things wrong with me. Right. But they're also, <laughs> like, you go, right, yeah, you did. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everybody else breathes over that. My wife is probably like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> counselors aren't just about what's wrong with you. That, I mean, like, that might be when you go to them. 
but they also could be about, hey, let's inject the positive about what's right with you. Like if, when you start looking at it from the sense of health and wholeness mm-hmm. and total well-being. Right. And I, I like the way Rock talks about it. You know, when he talks about boulders in the stream of life, and, and you know, one way of, of thinking about this is that there are a lot of things that impede you from from getting to all the abundance that God has for you. And and, and so, in a way, it's removing the barriers. It's removing the things that stand in your way. So if you have anger, well, you need to deal with anger and forgiveness. But when you you forgive and resolve that, then that opens the door for for love or closeness, right? Right. Or reconciliation. And so um, it's, it's... a lot of times it's not about just taking care of a symptom or something that's negative. It's, it's removing the barrier or the impediment to the growth, to what God has in store and what God wants to give you, right? Because right. God always wants to give you more. Yeah. You know, no matter how much you've got and how blessed you feel, God's always got more. There's always more. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's always. always more. Yeah. And it's always better than you can ever imagine, right? And, and and that's where the things have to be that 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 life layers on you uh, ungodly beliefs about yourself about others about life uh, wounding of your of your heart of your your soul or your spirit uh, that the pain that holds you back in in relationships those are the things that need healing that, that need to be removed um, th- those kind of factors to 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 let you to let everything flow, right? Right. So tell me specifically here some of the ministry that you're involved in at Transformation. So because you're involved here in the counseling ministry, that was one of the three things we mentioned that we do here is the counseling, the school of ministry, and then the issue-focused prayer ministry. You also have another ministry that you're involved in um, that you're doing, and you're okay. you're a professional. Like you're, I mean, you're a you're you're a doctor, Doctor Jeff. So. <laughs> well, uh, let me go to the first part of the question. Because um, last time we, you you asked me, I don't know if it was in the podcast or afterwards about factors that um, that have affected me, and, and you know, in a, in a way, God's been preparing me all my life for this, because you know, when I was at in the Department of Medicine down at UAB, I did a lot of teaching and training and and education, and so he's I've had a lot of preparation for that. Forty uh, something years of doing therapy, and um, a lot of spiritual de- uh, healing and development, and now I'm, I'm, I'm learning, and, and it's been really rapid uh, in the prayer ministry, the IFMs, and um, and so TM does all that, right? They do uh, the healing, the transformation ministries as the core curriculum is inner healing, right? And um, and then there's the counseling component, and then there's the prayer ministry component, and so God, in various ways, uh, for the last eight years, or six, seven, somewhere between six or eight years, I've been on serving on various prayer teams at church and in uh, another ministry I'm involved in, and so so God has been preparing pathways of counseling, prayer, and teaching yeah. in me for a long time and so it um it, it uh 
I, I feel I feel really at home here. Yeah, with all terms, the things that in, in terms of the things that that happen at Transformation Ministries, that uh, I think it's going to um, to evolve. I mean, we're we're moving toward opening the Healing House, right? And uh, so that uh, there's going to be, I, I think there's going to be just some tremendous things uh, that are happening. Well, what's interesting about this is you know so so many people are uh, nervous about counselors and nervous about. You know, people with PhDs and all of this behind their name. Uh, you know, I mean, so, to some degree, I, I am when I'm going to get help for myself. But what I hear is I talk to you and like ask you a question is you're sorting this mentally, like professionally, and you've also you're sorting it like you're on your own personal journey also. And Absolutely. so, like, what people you know need to hear or pick up on some of this is counselors and guys like you are actually just normal people that happen to have an expertise in certain areas that you don't have the expertise, you know, that, that, or that we don't, that you, so, you happen to have so, that expertise. So the, ver the verse that comes to mind is, is what's given free, what's freely given, you give freely, right? Right. Right. And so, I mean, God, the, the work that God has done in me is, is then something to, to give away. I don't know who told me this, but you, you hear that phrase that hurt people hurt others, right? Yeah. But healed people heal heal others, right? And so the 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 healing he has done in my life, and the growth he's done in my life, and all those things have been blessings. Uh, they're 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 here and given to me to help give away. And um, so you've got you got you've had like a, a four decade run of school and professional work and everything that kind of comes together in this moment. I imagine you can look back and in real time, you you don't always know like where the Lord's leading you. But but when you look back in the rearview mirror, you're like, oh, I could see how, yeah, that turn took me Absolutely. here and then that turn, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, and that, give me some examples of some of those that you see. Yeah, God's really great about shining the flashlight on your feet for the Next step, but not two steps. <laughs> when I was in seminary, a, a friend of mine, he was actually my roommate. He was explaining to another kid that same concept. And he said, well, you know, like there's a verse in Proverbs that says your word's a lamp into my feet or a light into my path. And then he's like, well, maybe it's in Psalms. Somewhere in the Old Testament, he's just kind of, and the kid just interrupts him while he's trying to think, where is that? And the kid says, well, why didn't I just hold the light up a little bit higher to where you can see a little farther? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> That's yeah, but you don't I, I always know. get yeah. that. Yeah, so so there there've been various things in in terms of stuff. Um early in my professional career, um when I left the university and I was in a, I was in a practice that actually got bought by another corporation, right? And so I thought all those years at the university had been a waste, you know kind of wasted time professionally because you're thinking you might rise up through the rank maybe or well, yeah I was I was yeah uh, that was the goal right to, to to do all that and and so when this other corporation came in and bought out the practice that I was in uh, it was very clear on the handwriting on the wall to some of us that this was a place we didn't want to be and, it, and so what I thought was a waste because of the years of writing grant proposals for NIH. Yeah. Right? Lo and behold, that's basically what a business plan is, which allowed us to form our own practice and move forwards 
Um, with some of the same people? Yeah. So a, you, a, a group of us left. So you had, you had formed, a team already in place. Yeah, we, a group of us left and, and formed our own practice. But those, those years at the Department of Medicine writing grant federal grant proposals was what we had to do to, to be able to write a business plan and do all the things you need to do to, to set up a practice. Right. And so there, there's one thing after another like that. Is so I, you start serving on a prayer team. And you serve on some prayer teams, and and all of a sudden, you you you're stepping into prayer ministry. Not it wasn't you didn't see that it wasn't like okay I'm going to go do these things to get there right and in that kind of planned way. Um, I mean, there's just been some the the ministry I'm involved in with, with Hope Filled Rooms. It's it's an anti-trafficking ministry uh, that that got birthed out of the prayer room. Um, at Grandview, and, uh, and and seven of us, and so it's, it's kind of like kind of like Noah building an ark. Seven people I've known for less than a year that have been working on, serving on a prayer team. Um, God gave us a vision, and so we went and bought a hundred year old abandoned house down in Woodlawn, and set up a ministry. And and you know you didn't see that coming. You just saw what was the next step, and. Uh, and it is evolving. But when you look back at all, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. Exactly. And, and why the seven people that, that, that did this were very, very diverse and eclectic in background and age and, and everything you can think of. And you ha, ha, it, 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 there's no lot. You know, if you were approaching it logically to set up a nonprofit or a ministry, you'd never go about it the way we went about it. Yeah. And, and yet... It, God has blessed it. It's thriving. It's spirit filled and spirit led, and um, and it's all evolved without human planning and 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 trying trying to plan the work and work the plan. It, it just it evolved organically through the spirit. Is and, is there a website for? Uh, yeah, hope, hope filled rooms. I'll, I'll put it down yeah. in the yeah. links in the show notes so where people in, can in, learn in, more about so it. So in the course of two years. Uh, well, it started in January of 2020 during uh, prayer and fasting. We started getting visions um, of, of of something, and we weren't very clear. By spring, we uh, we we were all serving on a prayer team for Trafficking Hope at the time. By spring, we realized that we were supposed to be doing something in Woodlawn, and then by that summer, we realized we were supposed to buy the house. So we bought a house. In September of um, 2020, that 100-year-old house that had been abandoned for over 10 years uh, and gutted, and homeless people were living in it, and it was uh, it was really questionable whether it should have been demolished, right? So anyway, we spent a year restoring that, and gradually people people came and helped, and all, when you needed something, all of a sudden it shows somebody, up. Somebody would be there. Uh, we never we've never gone to to church, we've never gone to ask for money. Uh, we money's about to run out for this, and we need uh, eight grand for the for HVAC or whatever. Well, something happens, and here it is. Um, and the the people that uh, very very uh, very sincere uh, God seeking intercessors were brought in. We all of a sudden we've got a team of twenty four people that do street outreach. We've got a team of 10 or 12 people that do online outreach. 
Uh, we've been given, God's given, blessed us and given us three extra lots, and we now own four lots, or have four lots. Uh, renovated the garage to a worship center. Uh, we were in the need of a car, and somebody gave us a car. <laughs> I mean, it's so all these things. Yeah, and and it, it and it's, it didn't. It was never strategic how to go out and raise money, how to go out, and it just evolved. So what all happens out of this house, out of, out of this place, this uh, ministry center? What, what we do is we do uh, street ministry um, in, down in Woodlawn in East Lake. And mostly, I mean, the, the, the heart of it is to help the women in the streets that are struggling, particularly those that are being trafficked. Right, uh, but when we're out doing street outreach, we minister to, to anybody and everybody. Anybody that's there. Uh, Grace Klein's uh, ministry here in town has been a blessing to us. They've given us enough food through their their food bank to be able to hand out fifteen to twenty bags of groceries every week for a year. And so we we ride the street First Avenue North, and and the people we see on the street, we just pull over and offer them food and prayer and ministry and uh and most of the, most of the, the women we minister to um are either a lot of them are living a lot of men and women are living in abandoned houses or don't have any permanent dress and and uh, so that's the uh a part of it we do out online outreach uh, some of the women go to the ads themselves and start up interacting with the women and to develop a relationship and invite them to to to, to come and have coffee and and the house itself is open during the day for women to come and have showers and get something to eat we feed them cook uh, rest take a nap get prayer and then as a resource when they need things we try to, to accommodate in terms of most all of them uh, have lost their credentials so we help them get the ones that need to get their birth certificates because you're trapped in the streets. Yeah, you can't do anything until you, you have, have identification. If you don't have any birth certificate, driver's license, or any kind of way of identifying yourself. And um, and then those that just about everybody is, is addicted. So we help them when they're ready to get into um, programs, uh, well house or drug treatment, whatever they Whatever do. the next step yeah, would, the next would step be is. from there. Yeah, and it's, it's evolved because we're now... We see, we see it almost functioning now like a house church, or at least I do. It's the vision that has been transformed in my mind, uh, because we have we have people coming. We we hold worship services there. I think we're going to wind up eventually having um, sort of a house church that that people that will come and be ministered to that that are new and don't know the Lord and are. Are need to sort of get out of the life they're in. Yeah, those that are in the process of and going back and forth to treatment and as a resource, and those that have uh, transitioned out of their addictions or, or or their situations, but are still there in the community, right? And so, well, I imagine it's a very um, how do you say this word? I don't know what word. I was thinking messy. Oh, it's a messy. Um, it's a but messy that's probably industry. the best word. I, I, I worked for yeah. years with people coming off drugs, off the streets, out of human trafficking, uh, out of prison. I actually had custody of some prisoners on early release, and yeah. it was much, a, pretty much your name. I, I mean, it was a, it was very it, it was very different. Um, it, a very messy 
type, you know, ministry. I, I was teaching like last night. I was teaching a recovery, a twelve-step program to about three hundred people in a large group, and you know, when you, when you say things there, uh, you know, like people have this image of God as judge. You mentioned like, has there anybody here ever been before a judge? Everybody has. Or you mentioned people living Christianity in the sense of like, yeah, a lot of people act like they're on probation with God. He's, it, they all know what it means. You know, these people know what it's like to have withdrawals. And so the point is when you start thinking in terms of the New Testament and Jesus being with quote, tax collectors and sinners is the phrase that you read in scripture. We have a very sanitized view of what that is. But when you start doing ministry like you're doing right now with those, uh, with seven leaders from that prayer ministry and literally setting up church in a house in the middle of the inner city, it's a very different, it's not clean. It's oh, yeah. not, you know. The, the, the first day I went on, the first day I did outreach in the street, the first person, the guy I prayed for was rolling a joint while I prayed for <laughs> Yeah, I mean. And and then I prayed. But uh, you, one but, day I prayed with a, a fella in in the parking lot of one of the motels, and he had. I, I was praying with another man. He came over. He came over and solicited. I want prayer too, and it, I turned around and so I started praying for him. But he had one hand on the beer bottle and, and a pocket in his coat, and the other hand on on the handle of a pistol. Yeah, and the other side of his coat. But just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so and so it's a, it's a very different type of uh, of ministry. In, in terms of things. Because you can think these are the people Jesus was hanging out with. It wasn't just people with, you know, white collar, quote, clean sin. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's raw. Well, and, and I'm glad you point that out because what makes, one of the things that I've appreciated is that we've got, we have a house down there. We're not just somebody, we're, we're down there. We're down there a lot. And uh, we're, we're, we're there and we're, it's not like sort of, um, it, it's more family. Y'all aren't driving right. in once a month on Saturday at 10 a.m. and then driving out, getting right, donuts right, on the way back, right. eating lunch, and then we're, done. You're, we're there in the community, and, and we're, we're going to do life with them, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, we've A couple women from Outreach went with us to um, the opening of the, the new uh, Woodlawn campus. They went to, to, to church with us that day. And uh, and then went back to the house and uh, and had had a brunch and later that week one of the, the, those two women decided it was time for her to go to treatment and, and we were we were blessed enough to, to be able to take her to treatment and so and that's such a different view of church because normally people would have said like growing up well you know what I'm growing up in and I'm thankful for the background I had it would have been clean up get your act together then come. Right. And y'all are doing it the opposite. Like you're kind of doing this Jesus model where it's like, hey, just come, bring the problems, it's amazing that Jesus, whatever, the Jesus model just come works. on, <laughs> hang out. Oh, you got this problem. Okay, we'll deal with that. Okay, maybe we'll deal with one problem at a time. We'll just keep walking this out with you over the long haul. Here's what's crazy is so the way we got into this, you know, rant about the, the ministry down in Woodlawn was um, I was talking to you about you know, health, even emotional health, spiritual health, not being a completely unhealthy or completely healthy. Hey, there's Jesus doesn't just move, remove the negative. He, he brings you into this place of abundance. That's kind of where we started. We're this place where there's always more. And then we started talking about, you know, sometimes looking in the rearview mirror, you can tell where he was bringing you to the place of more. And 
you know, I ask you like, hey, put put together some pieces where you're looking in the review mirror and you can see all these things fitting together. And it's interesting that, you know, PhD trained, you know, son of grandson of immigrants who came over here had to literally fight, build their way up. Like you've taken me like to the ghetto, basically, as the thing that you saw. You know, you look at the arc of just generations coming over to a place of abundance, building up, and then now he's blessed in your family line to put you right back in. Exactly. Well, and and I I grew up as a, as a kid in Eastlake, so which is the the two. It's a very East different Eastlake East then, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. But but that's where my childhood was. Yeah. And so I mean. Uh, it's interesting. There, there are four or five people in this ministry that grew up in Woodlawn or Eastlake that God has brought back, in, in on our team. Yeah, so it's it, uh, and it's it's very very different. Um, but it, it's interesting when you see how God move, moves you and brings and positions people. Um, who 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 God positions you with? So really if people want to get involved with that ministry. Is the best way to go to the website? Yeah, if they want to the, just the connect web, with you guys in some yeah. way or learn more. Yeah, the, the website's got all the, the information. Okay, I'm going to put it down there. If they want to help or whatever, they can go down there. Mm-hmm. But it, it, to go back to the to the, the, the initial part of the question, all of these things are what God has been doing in my life, right? Uh, and there, what I'm doing is an outflow of the transformation. And the healing God's done in my heart, and how He's changed me, and so as as He's moved me from a rebellious teenager and twenty year old uh, who's doing drugs and dealing and drinking and working construction and and when when I wanted to work and and basically uh, that to being the upstown up sort of sound. Uh, middle class lifestyle and all of the, the things that you would expect that go hand in hand with that um, but really struggling with an orphan's heart and and that that performance mentality and striving and to to really moving into God's love and understanding who I am in 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 Christ as his son his beloved son and my yeah. identity in Christ and the ministries he's moved me in at, in, at church and at Hope Filled Rooms. And here, he's, he's, he's brought me into two spiritual families. One is a group of very, very dear people through Hope Filled Rooms. Uh, just just incredible people. And it's, it's a spiritual family. And then what I found is another spiritual family, another spiritual home, is this, this community at, at Transformation Ministries. It's incredible. So tell me, tell me really quickly as we close out, like what you're doing here. Well, uh, what I'm doing here, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm doing some pastoral counseling and working. Uh, what what Rock has envisioned is is transformation ministries has in the last year kind of exploded. Right. It, we've got a new website thanks to you. Um, and things that are happening there. Uh, Unshackled has happened. Uh, students have come back after COVID and classes are thriving and that we're, they're graduating. We've got another slate of people through uh, activation in November uh, into, into the prayer ministry. So all those things have been elevated and are growing and Rock wanted to, to, to put polish on the counseling program. 
And so that's why. I'm so we here. got you. You're the polish. No pressure. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm the rag that's going to polish. The rag that's going to polish it. So he he wants to he he wants to 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 have everything elevated and and move toward the healing house. Yeah. In, in terms of, of that. So uh, I'm going to primarily role of doing pastoral counseling, um, doing uh, working in the prayer ministry and, and doing the uh, IFMs, the uh, issue focused prayer issue ministry. ministry, and I think that I may I may do a little teaching here or there uh, on some of the things, but I, I, really the the brunt of it is the counseling, the prayer ministry, and the healing house. Yeah, so. you're you're you said you're the rag. Because I've been telling everybody he's the you know he's the PhD he's the psychoanalyst he's the, the no, I'm the rag that God you know, I'm just the rag that God uses man that's a great place to end I appreciate what you're doing being here and bringing all of that to the next level um, as, as I've told everybody before just kind of using those verses from the Psalms where it talks about just you know King David ministering with with excellence with skill and in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You know, those two things aren't at odds where we, we want to do things really, really well. We want to use the structure. We want to use the systems. We don't want to be a slave to them, but we want to use them and, and, and build and do things really well. Also, we want to walk in the full empowerment of everything that the Holy Spirit comes to do to glorify Jesus, to build up his people. And so I appreciate how you guys are doing that. And, uh, you know, and also, like, just personally, like, you played a significant role. You didn't even know. Like, you, like you just kind of played a significant role giving me a boost and putting some language to some things that I needed to know for myself years ago. And so it's an honor just to be able to sit here with you and talk, um, you know, outside of any kind of professional setting. I, I guess this is kind of a professional setting. Yeah. We're in Rock's sure. office, different, different than <laughs> different than going through a psyche vow or anything like that. Thank you so much for talking to us, Jeff. We're going to get really? you back on. Um, guys, as I close out, you know, I have to sign off like Rock would always say, uh, you know, you're not meant to journey through this thing called life alone. And you can be totally in Christ and be saved. Heaven is secure, but oh goodness, the experience of life right now can change. And it, just as we begin off this podcast, you know, just because some things are um, not, <laughs> like I said, diagnosable, doesn't mean they're completely healthy. As Jeff said, you don't want to just get to neutral Jesus didn't come to just eliminate what the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy and neutralize that. He came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. That works best when you don't try to do it alone. So if you need help or if you just need a family, we're here. We do three things. We do individual and family counseling. We do a school of ministry and we do issue-focused prayer ministry. Come join the tribe. 